Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I'm glad you could attend. Again, you are listening to the Let's Talk Hemp podcast. I am your host, Morris Beagle. Welcome to the show. Hello and happy 2023, hemp friends and family. I'm getting settled back in Colorado at the moment after spending a couple of weeks in New York for the holidays, shortly after spending 10 days traveling to and from and hanging out in Thailand, which was shortly after several days at MJ Biz in Las Vegas. Needless to say, I've been a bit all over the board since the middle of November, and I'm looking forward to staying put in the Rockies for the next several months as we head into the ninth annual NOCO Hemp Expo taking place at the end of March in Colorado Springs at the Broadmoor Resort and Convention Center. For those interested, check out nocohempexpo.com for ticket information, exhibitor and sponsor details, programming, speakers, lodging, and everything else related to the event. We have lots of really cool things in the pipeline this go-around, so hopefully everyone listening gets the chance to join us. This week's show is Episode 5 of the Thai Tapes, Volume 1, as we continue the series recorded at the Asia International Hemp Expo and the second annual Environmental Hemp Forum that took place in Bangkok at the end of November and the beginning of December. This episode brings us Mike Bafari from Argentina, who, by the way, is a huge soccer fan. And I'll give a big congratulations to, as well as the country of Argentina, for winning the World Cup this time around. Mike has been a leader in the cannabis space in South America for years, and it was great to get to know him and hang out with him. Also, we became Buddha brothers as we got blessed in a very cool Buddhist temple by a local monk. And on that note, we'll get to the conversation. Back at you here at Cincy Villa, and I've got Mike Bafari from Argentina. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, what did you think of the event? I think it was fantastic. Um... Trespassed my expectations actually, so we're very happy that we could make it to Thai in this particular moment, you know, in the in the cannabis history for the region, I think. Yeah. So you got to speak at the forum. Yes. You know, Takashi did this back in. Did you go to the Kyoto one back in no, 2016? No, I didn't make it to Kyoto. Okay. This, this is my first uh, international camp forum, environmental oh. forum. Well, mine too, which is, yeah. you know, very well done, and I think the folks, the Thai folks, did a really good job yes, on they, everything. They did a spectacular job because there were there were many of us, and they, to coordinate all of us, you know, was type of a hard one to do, and they did a magnificent. They did a great job. Yeah. Little work getting there, but in the end, it all came together, and. A lot of good folks yes. uh, sharing a lot of good information and good energy. Yes, apparently also the Thai authorities made that step forward politically. And, you know, we live in a kind of a friendly environment all these days that we've been here. And we had no problems at all. So I think that's encouraging also some other industries that are approaching now, like, you know, that tourist, tourism, right? Tourism cannabis tourism, everything that's hanging around that activity, like restaurants, all type of services that go with that. Tell me a little bit about what you do in Argentina and what's going on in Argentina. 
Yeah, well, after I was I was working in Colombia. We made a little hemp uh, uh, hemp house guest house museum in Colombia. So I was there until the pandemia came over. You know, they not COVID. And, so I, I went back home, and with one of my girls, I was also working with medical patients. So we made an organization there. It's called Acucan, and um, we've been helping patients these last two years a lot. And so now we're working with the local authorities, you know, with the local hospital. Uh, we're just in the starting of this, but uh, it's amazing, I think. You know, it's really incredible that we get to work with the local authorities about medical cannabis, something that it was unthinkable many years just a few years ago was just unbelievable to think something like that. And then on the other hand, I'm fanatic of hemp myself, you know, so I've been uh, advising the government and finally last May they changed the law. We have a, a, a hemp law, I mean an industrial hemp uh, regulation law and which were, for many years we, we were waiting for it and uh, uh, because, you know, the last time we had hemp, it was in 1977. We had a military dictatorship in the country. They, by decree, finished the industry. So, so shut that, everything down. Shut everything down. So, so this is a great chance for us to start again in this modern era, era, you know. And I would be interested in working. I am working, but slowly with some friends making, you know, a team with all this. Uh, we have land, you know, so I would I would love to see maybe flourish a little industry that had to do with. I'm fascinated with the food thing, you know, with the, everything that has to do with food. Also the fiber, but it will take more time. Basically, we are an agricultural country, so I've been advocating for this plant for other purposes, and now it's a chance to open the industry for everything. You know. Is there? existing genetics that from back 50 years ago and 60 years ago when it was legal we now right now we we have a, a you know a group of people trying to search for that and particularly in this last place where it was the last place that we had hemp yeah. for hemp but i find it really difficult if uh, in this last 50 years they haven't you know put the seed and uh, made them made it grow and then get that Pilot died, and then otherwise, I don't see how it can survive so many years. But uh, yeah, there's a couple of persons that I know that are working in trying to search even feral hemp. Exactly. Is there still feral hemp that's growing around? No, we know. It's been eradicated? Yes, it's been eradicated. Yeah. Because there's still places in the United States. Nebraska and Iowa and Kansas, where feral hemp grows, and like yes, I heard about like it. That. No, this was not uh, eradicated now in these days. It was uh, eradicated in the old days, like in the seventies, end of the late seventies, when we had these excuses of these new generations that what so called hippies or so coming to the neighborhoods of where the hemp plantations were taking place and going there, sometimes trading with the with the people in charge of, you know, guarding civilians during the night. And, yeah, there's hundreds of stories about these people coming in. And, and of course, uh, 
they maybe committed robberies around, but also the exchange, and not all the people that went there was for, for robbery, you know, but this happened, you know, it, a lot. In the old days, same in Chile, same thing happened in Chile. I think it's part of our history, you know. So it'd be interesting to tell all these stories, and I heard many funny stories about people traveling to the mountain, you know, to go and get the marijuana, which was industrial hemp, you know. So how was that mixed, confusion mix, that, you know. It's better that we don't have it now, you know, we know what is hemp and we know what's marijuana, and we know the partnerships and all that. We're getting, we're getting there. But you had talked about doing a museum, right? Yes. Were you on a museum project, and was that in Chile? Yeah, that was in Chile, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was uh, completely fascinated with the idea of making an exposition in a... There's a museum that's actually running now, but it's not a hemp museum. It's a museum of culture from this town called San Felipe in the Chilean ballets, right, in the Aconcagua Ballet, which are the central ballets of the country where most of the hemp production was taking place in that place, in the, that area. So in this particular town, I wanted to, the museum that's already running, I wanted to have one room specific for all the hemp products, you know, and put them all together, and then advertise the place, you know, in the big cities around it. So all the cannabis people that, you know, that want to follow the history, or they're interested in just finding out what was going on there, had a chance to see it. So was that history, was that doing fiber and food yes. products? Yes. Both? Not food products, no. but mostly fiber, but a lot. Really? Yes. Like for example, one, only one factory was dealing with about 40 tons a month of raw material. Okay. And do you know what that was going into? Was it like textiles? Or, or, or? yeah, ship uh, and vessels uh, equipment, you know, or ropes. Ropes guess, and, yeah. yeah. Everything that you had to tie with. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was certainly... Yeah. And also, hemp seed oil, but I'm not sure... Uh, yeah, we found a lot of bags with hemp seeds, you know, these huge bags that contain hemp seeds. So we don't know, I don't know if it's, they were for storage for the next sawing process or if it was for eating, you know. Eating or making oil that could be used in a variety of other things, industrial products. For sure. Okay. We found funny things, you know. For people that are into the hemp uh, culture, we found a couple of things like in that same museum that you get sad to see it, you know. For example, an old, old breaker, 300-year-old, it's in the backyard, you know, it's storage there, nobody knows what it is, it's a piece of wood. Those type of things, you know, bring angry, because you have this impotence, you know, you know, what, what can you do? So I had this idea of setting up this room, you know, and putting all the things together with a explanation. But then I couldn't, because of bureaucracy, I couldn't actually finish it. Thanks to you, okay. I gotta go. All right, well, that's the end of the interview. <laughs> great talking to you and get, great getting to meet you. Hey, thank you so much. All right, much. thank you. And we'll see each thank other uh, at another event soon. Yes, thanks. Thank you so much. All right, bye.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.